eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to Inside the Tunnel, presented by VT Scoop on 247sports.com. Get out of here and get something cold to drink. <laughs> Y'all want to, too, you know it. All right, let it rip. Let it rip. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Inside the Tunnel. Special episode this week covering what happened against Louisville on Halloween night and looking ahead to Liberty, joined by Evan G. Watkins. Evan, what's going on? Oh, another day in paradise. How you doing? I'm doing well. Trying to escape some of the political craziness and focus on football here. So hopefully it'll be a nice half hour of just chatting about Virginia Tech Hokies. Yeah, yeah, let's uh let's stick to football and kind of give these people something better to talk about. Well, starting off on a good note, Virginia Tech traveled to Louisville, trap game of the century. Louisville was surging after nearly taking down Notre Dame and then uh absolutely blowing out Florida State. Um the line just kept shrinking by the day. Uh and Virginia Tech goes into Louisville, defeats them 42 to 35 and Probably the most thrilling game of the season. A lot of offense on display, a lot of back and forth. But let's let's start off with the offense for Virginia Tech. Hendon Hooker, perfect 10 for 10, 183 yards. There was a semblance of the passing game against Louisville, though only 10 passing attempts. And then you got to tip your cap to the offensive line. And Khalil Herbert, he rushed for... 21 times for 147 yards and a touchdown. What did you make of the offensive performance against Louisville? Yeah, you know, I don't think if you're looking at uh, what Hendon Hooker was able to do against the Louisville defense, I don't think there's much he could do uh, any better, to be honest. I mean, 10 for 10 for 183, not going to light up the stat sheet, but he did what he needed to do as, as efficient as they come. Um, you know, and added 68 yards on the ground, three touchdowns rushing. I think it was a great game to get him back into the rhythm of football. Uh, we looked at what happened the week before, three interceptions, looked like he was rushing, trying to play from behind. And, and I just think that uh, this was a perfect opportunity for Justin Fuente and Brad Cornelson to ease him back in a little bit. You know, obviously forget what happened last week. Uh, and and try to get him to connect on some easy passes and then try to build his rhythm for some more downfield action. Uh, and they did what they needed to do. Obviously, when you look at uh, the players that Louisville was missing going into the game, 
it made sense to change your game plan completely uh, to a very heavy ground attack. And I think we saw that. I know Virginia Tech fans have been really uh, clamoring for Khalil Herbert to get 20 touches in a game. He got it, 21 for 147 in the touchdown. Uh, I think he played very well. I think the underrated aspect of Khalil Herbert is his blocking ability. I think he's done really well there. He's unselfish. He's well re- ready and willing to try and protect Hendon Hooker or to even be a decoy down in the red zone. They've used him and uh, Raheem Blackshear as a decoy and get Hendon Hooker into the end zone. But, uh, you know, when you look at, at, at the offense and how they performed, um, you know, obviously Louisville was missing some personnel, but the, the Virginia Tech offense did what it needed to do. I don't have questions on that side of the ball. I think that the Hokies offense uh, can can compete with a lot of teams in the ACC right now. Yeah, and just a few more notes on that. I think Khalil Herbert, his blocking has been exceptional this year, and I, I think I made it a point to go on Twitter and just really praise him for that, and uh, specifically on the Trey Turner end around. And it was, I think it was like a few yards out from the goal line but just absolutely sealed the corner. And time and time again, he's just so reliable. Whatever you ask of him, he, he just seems to excel. Um, and then Hennon Hooker, I mean, what a rebound game for him. I know that you look at the stat line, you just see 10 for 10, obviously a perfect passing performance. But, you know, it wasn't the typical uh, dinks and dunks that, you know, we expect from this Virginia Tech passing attack. I thought his throw specifically uh, to Tavion Robinson late in the game, the 42-yard completion, was putting his arm talent on display and then, you know, connecting with Trey Turner a few times. I thought he showed enough in the passing game that we haven't seen all year being able to attack down the field. So I think that aspect of the Virginia Tech offense got better. We saw proof of it against Louisville. And then what we've been seeing all year with Khalil Herbert and the dominant offensive line, there were a lot of penalties in that game. I don't know if the refs were a little uh, trigger happy with their whistles, but um, you know, all in all, I don't think you can complain about too much on the Virginia Tech side for their offense. I do want to bring it to the defense, and it's a really interesting topic because I thought there were several players that had standout performances. Obviously, Chamari Connor was named defensive back of the week for the entire ACC. Uh, But overall, allowing 35 points, uh, maybe not the best look for the Virginia Tech defense, 548 total yards for the Cardinals, um, and obviously those those big, inexcusable plays. So what do you make of, of the Virginia Tech defense? They're able to get a few interceptions off Malik Cunningham. They're able to make a few big stops, but then you see those lapses that kind of remind you of 2018 season. Yeah, you know, I think we're seeing I think we're seeing it uh this defense continue to grow, but I think it's baby steps. It's not going to be uh growth that, you know, are are uh giant footsteps in the right direction, but I think we are starting to see some steps in the right direction. And I think uh you know, I don't know if we'll see him this weekend against Liberty, but I think uh you know, getting back into the meat of the schedule in a few weeks, I think we'll see uh, Jermaine Waller returned to the field. I think he's going to help out there. Uh, you know, when when uh, Deshaun Crawford is in the rotation, I think you can easily see the Virginia Tech defensive line steps up a little bit better. They seem to play a little bit better. 
Um, but I mean, you're right. They had uh, Louisville's offense is prolific. Whether or not you know Louisville is two and five right now, they've had a, a decent offense. You know, I think Tutu Atwell is a very good player. Uh, you know, Hawkins, their running back, is probably as fast as they come. Other than that big run uh, right before the you know right before halftime, I think Virginia Tech bottled him up pretty well. And Malik Cunningham's just slippery. He's one of those guys. It's just hard to get, uh, bring him down in the backfield. He makes plays. It's not always pretty, but but he's a he's a gamer. Uh, and you know, I think, yeah, I think Virginia Tech. You knew going into this game they were going to give up points. I actually think both yourself and I uh, predicted that Louisville would actually outscore Virginia Tech. I thought that Virginia Tech was maybe on the downturn. Uh, with their defense, while I thought Louisville looked really good the week before and their offense is explosive. And, you know, credit to Justin Hamilton and the Virginia Tech defense. It wasn't always pretty, but it was effective. You got out of there with a win. And and right now, in the in the, the year of 2020, getting out with a win and surviving and keeping people healthy and keep, keeping people off the COVID list should be the top of the priority list. Uh, whether or not it's pretty, whether or not it sets up things for the for the future, uh, you know that's a byproduct. But getting out of there with a win on the road, uh, you know, I think that uh, I think that the defense did just enough to to get be- or to take home the win, and we are seeing them slowly start to take steps forward into being a better defense, in my opinion. Yeah, and uh, you know, every week it's going to be the story of you know you got the Virginia Tech offense running down the field, putting up points like we've never seen before, and just hoping that the Virginia Tech defense can hang on. But you know, I th- I think what you said is is very accurate about this group that they're improving every week, and you know they're doing it right now without Jermaine Waller. But um, I think they have made some steps in the right direction, specifically looking at guys like Alan Tisdale. I thought he had an absolutely phenomenal game against Louisville and you know when you're looking ahead to these teams like you have Louisville last week with a slippery quarterback in Malik Cunningham uh, looking ahead to Liberty uh, Malik Willis uh, having a guy out there with that type of athleticism no disrespect to Dax Hollyfield but it is just such an upgrade against these types of offenses and just seeing him fly around the football field seeing him behind the line of scrimmage, tackling running backs, covering tight ends, just really all over the field. I was really impressed with him. And, um, you know, kind of the same thing about Chamari Connor, who was rightfully named the ACC player of the week for defensive backs. And, uh, you know, just seeing what he can do. And I know it was a big point of emphasis, uh, Justin Fuente talking about the Justin Hamilton defense uh, and switching to more zone and really unlocking the toolbox of, of those guys and allowing them to do a lot of different things with their athleticism. So really impressed with uh, a lot of the players on the Virginia Tech defense. Obviously, you wish you saw a bit more consistency out of the defensive line, but I, I do think this unit's coming along quite well, and I think it's it's going to be just the right time, uh, you know, staring at a top 25 team. Now, if I told you before the season, Louisville or Liberty being top 25, I guarantee 99% of people would say it would be Louisville. Uh, but instead, we're looking ahead at Liberty. Uh, in-state program, Hugh Freeze and Justin Fuente meet again. They had some battles uh, when Hugh Freeze was at Ole Miss and Justin Fuente was at Memphis. But Liberty, no slouch. They are 6-0. and They are coming off a bye week and most recently played the University of Southern Mississippi 
in a high scoring affair, 56 to 35, but notably beat Syracuse at the Carrier Dome. So Liberty, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an interesting game. And uh I know their quarterback and really their do-it-all player, uh, Malik Willis, a one time on Virginia Tech's radar. What what happened in that recruitment if you wanna take a blast to the past? Yeah, I mean, I think that was the first time, if I'm remembering correctly, the first time I've written a decommitment story in the middle of a game. Um, you know, we're sitting there covering uh, a bowl game. I believe you were sitting right next to me. And uh, Malik Willis decommitted from Virginia Tech. Uh, I think he ended up signing with Auburn. Um, you know, went there, wanted to play quarterback. Virginia Tech liked him more as an This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Athlete, uh, there's a guy that he brought into camp and, uh, you know, he really excelled uh, Virginia Tech's camp and was a guy that could play pretty much anywhere. I know they had talked a little bit about, you know, some Wildcat stuff and maybe he could play some offense as well. But he was penciled in uh, as a corner defensive back. And, uh, you know, he was a heck of a football player. Um, I never really tracked him once he got to Auburn. Uh, I don't know exactly what happened there. Um, but, you know, transferred down a level to Liberty and seems like, you know, it seems like he is the do it all guy for them. He's a, he's a guy that's really, uh, you know, done well. Everything kind of starts and stops with him. Uh, he's averaging just under 100 yards a game rushing, uh, you know, a little bit over 200 yards passing. He's a guy that can he, he's slippery. He's like, a, um, you know, like a like a Malik Cunningham, like we were just talking about. He's a guy that if things break down. He has the feet to make plays happen, um, you know, and I, I think that Liberty is a is a good emerging program, um, you know, a little bit from afar. I've, I've kind of seen a little bit about them being an in-state program, um, but I don't you know, there are 25, but I don't want to I don't, I don't want to get it kind of confused or twisted that they really haven't played anybody. You know, if we're going to be really honest, Western Kentucky, FIU, North Alabama, UL Monroe, Syracuse, Southern Miss. Uh, they're, they're not really playing that many people. Syracuse might be the worst team in the ACC right now. Um, so, you know, I, I think that it's, you know, I think Hugh Freeze done a great job. I think they're a team you don't look past, especially when you have uh, a Virginia Tech team that just a few short years ago lost to Old Dominion after looking past, you know, go back even further, lost to James Madison uh, in their history. So, you know, you can't look past them. And when you have a quarterback like that that can make, make plays with his arm, make plays with his legs, uh, and and can just improvise, uh, and is, is a, you know, a, a, a plus athlete, uh, things can get interesting there, but I think, you know, I think Virginia tech is, uh, you know, I think they're hungry. I think that their, their, uh, offense is pretty prolific right now. I would be surprised if Louisville can contain a guy like Khalil Herbert. I think he's going to have a monster game. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Raheem Blackshear continue to integrate into that offense. But the big question will be, can Virginia Tech's defense 
get a few stops. If you get a few stops and you make Malik Willis play behind the scoreboard a little bit and make him use his arm and eliminate some of the Liberty run game, I think you can make them uh, pretty predictable. And then I think that uh, Virginia Tech's defensive line can probably have a little bit of fun. You know, a guy like Justice Reed can come off the edge and uh, not have to worry about as much about, you know, breaking contain because Malik Wills is going to have to rely on that arm talent to try and win that game. So, uh, you know, I think it's going to be uh, it's, it's a game. Obviously, a lot of people are looking at because it's a top 25 Liberty team. I think that might be the first time it's ever happened in their program history. Uh, and Virginia Tech has a chance to, you know, rightfully so or not get a top 25 win. Um, so I think a lot of people will be tuned into this one. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, I think Justin Fuente is uh, definitely keyed up to try and get a top 25 win. And I think Virginia Tech should be able to handle business fairly confidently. This is like the first time I'm seeing an unranked team in Virginia Tech be a 14 and a half point favorite over a ranked team. Uh, I don't know how many times that happens, but I'd be really surprised. Uh, the thing I will say about Liberty, uh, obviously, you have to talk about Malik Willis. He's he's pretty much the team, and uh, you know that's fair to say about most teams with their quarterback. But it 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 is interesting how similar these two offenses look uh, when you kind of zoom out. Uh, both have roughly 270 rushing attempts on the year, over 1,500 yards, each running back over 5.5 yards per carry. Uh, and then you look at Malik Willis through the air, doesn't throw a whole lot, just like Hendon Hooker, but um, you know, super efficient, 67.2%, nine touchdowns to one interception, and you know, a higher passer rating uh, than Hendon Hooker this year, but both extremely high. So. You know, both these teams are very similar in what they want to do. They're run-focused football teams that like to get up and down the field. And, you know, Malik Willis will do enough with his arm, as will Hendon Hooker. And they got some guys around him that can make plays. So, all in all, it's going to be an interesting game of two like-minded offensive teams. And then, you know, both both defenses look like they're just hanging on. You know, they're there for the ride. They're trying to slow down the opposing offenses. But... I, you know, I agree with you. And if we're being ser- serious here, the talent of Virginia Tech should prevail in this game. And you look at what Virginia Tech is doing against much better competition. And then uh, Liberty is doing it a bit less efficiently against worse competition. Uh, in my opinion, I think that uh, 14 and a half point spread is pretty, pretty fair for this game. Yeah, the big thing will be uh, Virginia Tech not playing down to the, their opponent's competition. Um, we've seen that in the past. Uh, a lot of people circle that to Justin Fuente. You can look back to Frank Beamer. You might be able to even look back further than that. I don't know. I'm not sure I was alive back then. But um, you can go back into, you know, looking at uh, Virginia Tech's history of, of some games where they should be heavy favorites or they were heavy favorites and not covering. And I think that's a direct result of, not taking the opponent seriously, but it sounds like, uh, you know, Virginia Tech is well aware of the talent that Malik Willis has and, and that Liberty is putting together. Now, Liberty is going to be, I've said this for a few years, I think Liberty, uh, you know, I think they have the money uh, and I think that they have the uh, the ability to be a big time football program in the state of Virginia. Will they be bigger than Virginia Tech or, or Virginia? I don't think so, but I think that they could be on that same level as like an old Dominion 
um, James Madison type. I don't think Liberty's the type of team you just overlook now because you're going to go hang 60 on them and, and keep them you know, under 10 points when you put your third string in. I don't think it's that kind of offense for them anymore. I think Hugh Freeze is a, is a darn good football coach. He's brought in some talent for their level. Um, but I think when you look at it, what they've done this year, while it's impressive, I don't think it's against anybody of note, uh, you know, anybody that would make you say, wow, they beat a, beat, uh, you know, a very good football team. Um, so I'm with you. I think Virginia Tech has the ability to out-athlete them and has the ability to put this game away fairly early, but they have to play their game, and they have to get some stops on defense. I'll tell you, if, if the Liberty run attack gets going, uh, if they can get to the second level, uh, either with that running back they've got or with Malik Willis, they can be gone. I mean, they, they have a darn good running game. So, you know, I think Virginia Tech really needs to work on that defensive line, make sure that their gaps sound, and make sure that the uh, the linebackers are there to, to clean up anything that comes through. But, uh, you know, I'm expecting – I haven't made my prediction yet, but I'm expecting Virginia Tech to win. I'm expecting it to be comfortable um, but I do think Liberty will make some plays and probably open some eyes to some people who think that Liberty is just, uh, you know, a JV team down the road. I think Liberty has the chance to be a pretty good football team at, at their level. Yeah, I'm excited about this one for sure. Obviously, the 12 o'clock kickoff time, not my favorite ACC network yet again. But, you know, very important game for Virginia Tech. And like you said, to get up for this game. Uh, because it's easy to look ahead and you have number 11 Miami the week after. Uh, then you travel to Pitt, Clemson, UVA. So this is really the make or break slate of the season uh, this upcoming November or this November and upcoming December. So it's going to be it's going to be quite interesting to see uh, what product we see on the field on Saturday. Um, I know it's kind of a quick one we're doing today. Uh, got a lot of stuff on the schedule, but Evan, any final thoughts before uh, we shut this one down? I don't think so. I think we're we're just in to see. Uh, I'd like to see Virginia Tech's defense make a couple steps forward this week, and I think that this will be. I mean, this is the final tune-up. You just said it. This is a final tune-up. You you don't really have a bye week. There's no off weeks. This is the chance to tune up anything else you have before you get back into that meat of the ACC schedule. Uh, for Virginia Tech to continue building on this 2020 season, uh, so you know it, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how that defense goes. I think offensively Virginia Tech will roll, but defensively there's still a lot of questions there for me. Well, there you have it, and uh, looking forward to seeing what happens on the field on Saturday. But as always, we will catch you guys on the next one. moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.